everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Hotels 101, a podcast that focuses on travel and leisure and hospitality by looking at the lives of those involved in it day in and day out. I'm your host, Rob Hayes, CEO of Ashford Hospitality Trust, a hotel ownership company that's publicly traded. And uh, I am extremely excited today for our guest. He's uh, Chuck Bauman. He's the CEO of Inspire, mm. based here in I guess Irving Dallas area. Irving Dallas area. And uh, and and now that you're our second guest, you're right. obviously better than our first guest, I'm sure. But the first guest always says, "If you're first, you're first. If you're second, you're last." So I guess that's true. If you ask him, he'll say I was last. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Chuck, I'm really glad that you could join us today, and uh, we're excited about this podcast and what we're doing, and and, and glad that you're a part of it. Yeah, I, I appreciate you inviting me. I kind of thought it was. Hot ones, not Hotel One Hundred and One. Oh, no, we don't. So we can't do the spicy have stuff. Have wings and all that, but I, I'll have dinner. I'll have lunch after this. No, we actually in our company this uh, few weeks ago had one of those hot ones right. competitions, and I think after we got to about the fourth one, uh, I actually tried one of them and it hurt pretty badly. So I can't imagine <laughs> like the ninth or tenth one where. Oh no, no. Uh, so anyway, well, no, we don't do that here. Yeah, good. So uh, tell us a little bit about Inspire. I mean, you, I mean, it's your tangentially i mean you're in the hospitality world but right. it's kind of a little bit different so tell us about what you all do at inspire I, you know we're a service provider to the hospitality um, world and uh the uh meetings and events business is is, is where we are so inspire's got two lines of business one is our in-house audiovisual services provider where we're in-house in a hotel we provide the audiovisual event technology services for the hotel so they outsource that service to us and we're their partners in the hotel to do that the second one is show and event services which i say is hotel agnostic okay. they travel around the country with corporate and association clients and we do the event productions for their meetings be it their big association where they're doing their general session, a bunch of breakouts, and then they'll do, do social components to it. We'll do that for those customers. So we have those clients, and then we have our hotel clients. So these are things like if I want flames to shoot up while I'm mm -hmm. on stage or laser beams flying around, or I just want the video on screen yep. up. Everything from uh, audiovisual staging, lighting, we do creative content development. But yeah, we'll do the pyros, a lot of the stuff we do down in Mexico um, are these these large sales incentive trips where there are these massive events with concerts. But you know we got a lot of video, we got a lot of sizzle video and pictures and everything. And I say it's people on fire. So <laughs> you do have all the pyrotechnics, you do have all that stuff going on, the lasers, the light shows, the hazers, all that. But we also do have the you know corporate meetings, corporate events, and it can be everything from a sales incentive trip to basic numbers and, and doing that. So we'll do, we run the, we run this, the gamut. I feel like corporations need to have more fire and lasers at their <laughs> corporate events. So it would make it a little bit more interesting. Depends on the message they're trying to get across. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up there? I mean, give me a little bit of your, your story, your background. How do you, how do you end up in, in that business? Yeah. I, you know, you, it wasn't planned first off. So, um, I, don't know AV. I don't know event technology. I didn't know any of that stuff. I, I always joke that I wasn't the AV in, in high school. I was a jock. So that was not something that was in my wheelhouse. But through my career, I ran different types of businesses. And so a lot of them were service-related businesses. So they dealt with individual property level 
profit and loss statements. They were basically dealing with uh, employees, employee relationship, client relationship, sales, and that's a lot of what this business is too. So in my role as CEO, I'm not hooking up a projector or a screen or a microphone or making this work or editing this or doing that. I have people that do that and I manage the people in the business. Gotcha. So uh, you mentioned that you were a jock. What does that mean? Well, I wasn't a jock to, per se. I was, a, I was an athlete growing up. So in what? What was the sport? I, I was a swimmer. And is this something you did this in high school, in college? Yes. All right. And with some success? Um, yeah, it depends on who you're asking, but yeah, I was, I was fairly successful in, in, in that. And is that something you still do? Do you swim? I do. I do. Yeah. After right. taking uh, some time off, uh, after some intense competition and training for years, I took some time off, but now I've gotten back into it as I'm getting a little bit older and I need to keep exercising and, you know, keep loose and do that. So now I, I am getting back in the pool. So is it? Are you still competitive or like, are there no. leagues? They're not, there there are, there, there is master old, old guy leagues that, that there, keep swimming. Yeah, there is. And uh, I, ha I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> so uh, I get into, my goal is to wake up in the morning and get in the pool. And if I, if I get in the pool and do that, then I've accomplished my goal. And is there a certain stroke that you, you have a preference for? Was there a specialty that all, you had? My specialty, I did, I did the individual medley, which is all four strokes in one race. And then I also did distance freestyle. Okay. Yeah. So can you, do you feel confident you can outswim everybody in your company? Yes, I can. Okay. Now you used to have a, a friend of ours who was a Navy SEAL, former right. Navy SEAL. He might've given you a little bit of competition. Uh, for a short distance. Okay. Short but, distance. Uh, but I could outlast him. Yeah. Okay. So what, uh, back to Inspire, what is it that you all do well, right? I mean, there's mm -hmm. companies out there. There's a lot of different providers. I mean, when you're, you're also been a, a great partner of ours at Ashford, you Thank all you. are in uh, many of our hotels. Uh, what is it do you think that distinguishes Inspire? How do you how do you know when you're doing things well? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, part of the name of Inspire is what we try to do. We try to um, have everybody we touch inspire others. So when you have somebody up on stage, they can be very uncomfortable. Um, they've got a message they want to get across. They want it to be meaningful. They want people to be engaged. We always talk about try to take your audience and make them participants rather than just occupants. Um, so you have to really be engaging. So when we have this philosophy of inspiration, inspiring people to do better, I think that's kind of that core. How we do that is we just treat people really well. So that comes back to how do we hire people? How do we treat our people? But it's got to be core to your culture is that we, we're in the service business. We're in the people business. We're in the hospitality business. So all of that goes back to people. And how do you treat them? How do you make great experiences? And how do you enhance that and make it memorable? And I think when you think about the hospitality industry, I think you think about that too. Absolutely. With everything, when you, before you even come into the hotel, the approach to the hotel, those, those impressions are being formed. That experience is starting. And even before that, even in the reservation or when they're looking for it process, how do you get that going and how do you make that happen? But how do you carry it all the way through to the end? Do you think some of that comes from the fact that uh, that Inspire originally was part of a family business, right? Because that was like the way that Ashford became aware of Inspire, previously called JSAV, was it was a local family that owned the business here in town. And, uh, and they, we were intrigued because the culture there seemed to be different than some of the other AV providers that were out there. And so that was attractive to us. Is that, do you think that, that family legacy is a part of the DNA that has stuck with you all? 
Yeah, it has. And, and, and since I started about four years ago, I've made it, you know, core and essential to the company going forward that we hold on to that. And that, that is a part of it because we've got some people have been with us 30 years. And so they've grown up in this business and they've grown up and been a strong part of that culture. And I think that culture allows you to kind of do what we want to do. Those tenants I talked about earlier about taking care of people. You know, we hear about servant hearted people. You know, that's a lot of what we want to do. So when you have people that have been in an organization that way for 30 plus years, it's easier to carry that forward. All right. Uh, and I guess you've had you obviously been over the past few years trying to build that on the heels of the of the pandemic where. We obviously in the hotel business got hit very, very hard. You got hit even harder because you were uh, in the part of the hotels that people definitely weren't doing, which were which were meetings. Right. So what's it been building that culture, building that company on the on the backside of this pandemic? Yeah, it, it's been great. It's actually been really good. Um, we were fortunate enough to have uh, virtual meetings as one of our core services. So we were able to pivot 100% of our focus onto that side of the business, which really kept us going and, like they said, kept the lights on during some really lean times. Um, we were able to hold on to some core people. We unfortunately, like everybody else, had to furlough some people and some people decided to move out of this industry and go into other industries. But we kept a real strong core of individuals that kind of had those values, you know, as, as core values to themselves. We've been able to build from there. One of the things we've been able to do is our reputation as that type of business has allowed people to come to us because as the business was coming back, there were a lot of people out there that were furloughed in the industry as a whole. They could then choose who they wanted to come back to work for. So we've been able to get some really good people to continue to grow just because of our reputation that we had before COVID hit. Gotcha. So uh, a part of your business, you've got both, as you mentioned, kind of the event side, you've got the hotel side. I mean, why... Why do hotels, some people probably don't understand this. There's mm -hmm. a lot in our, in our hotel business that people don't know the difference between, as I talked with Sloan on the last podcast, I've talked about the management side of it versus the ownership side versus the brand side. And in this case, it's another company, Inspire, that is, uh, that's in a property as well. Why does a hotel owner or hotel manager or hotel brand need you all? Why can't we just do it ourselves. Yes. Yeah. I think you as an owner, I think the last thing you want to hear from your hotel team or your asset management team is you need to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on AV equipment. You, it, it's CapEx. You've got, other per, you've got other needs for CapEx than having to buy audiovisual services equipment. It's also not a core competency of a hotel. Hotels do what they do, but that's not a core competency is audiovisual event technology. So you have to buy CapEx at special gear got to buy microphones, you got to buy monitors, you have to buy projectors and screens and lights and trusts and all that, that that's not core to the business. And it's not something that the teams and the asset managers are used to doing. So as you think about what do you outsource to those who are specialists in it, that's where we fall in. So a lot of times you're going to outsource outlets or sometimes you outsource valet or you'll outsource engineering or you outsource IT you're outsourcing your PMS systems and all those types of things is kind of where we come in too. We're that service provider that can provide that service for you in the hotel and we pay you to do that. We pay you for the right to do that. Now, is it maybe less than what you think you could get on your own? Possibly on surface, but when you start thinking about hiring and training technicians, that's not core competency of a hotel uh, HR team. If you think about, like I said, the CapEx, the procurement of it, the, the setup and all that, it's not core. So 
push it off to somebody else, let somebody else do it, and still get a share of every dollar that comes in. Right. But it's also important that you guys don't mess that up because if you're a uh, if if you're running an event, say in in one of my hotel ballrooms, and the the uh, customers are having a bad experience. Some of them may not even realize it's you all. They just associate it many times with the hotel. Yes. And so that rubs, that, that looks bad on us, which is why your customer service is incredibly important to your, to your clients. Yeah, it really is. And, and um, <clears throat> you know, we, we, we know that. We talk about we want our team to be woven into the fabric of the hotel. So we want to work with sales and catering on the front end. We want to work with banquets, you know, hand in hand on room sets. And, you know, we'll, we'll jump in there. We'll set tables. We'll set chairs. We'll turn rooms. And we'll get it going so then we can go in and do what we need to do. But, yeah, we're all in this thing together. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes we know that, an air conditioning system in someone's room may not work the night they're there and they're the event planner and they're really upset at the hotel and you can come to us and say hey we need to do something to make this better we've got stuff there we can throw some extra lights on we can get them a brighter projector we can do some extra things for them to change that whole experience they have and make it better but yeah we we, we can make or break a hotel gotcha so you all are in hundreds of hotels yes you're all in different um, convention centers and other things around the country do you have a favorite property all of my partner hotels are my favorite okay, properties. No. Of your pro favorite hotel <laughs> partner properties is there one that you particularly enjoy going to or visiting I like going to the Broadmoor. Um, we've got 25 year history with the Broadmoor as a partner there. It's a really unique property. It's a- This is in Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs, the Broadmoor. It's just, it's, a, it's an iconic venue. And uh, yeah, so that's, as one of my partner hotels, that's probably one of my favorites that I like to go to. Gotcha. I've, I've driven by it, but I've never been there, but, oh, I, yeah? hear, but yeah. I hear great things. Yeah. Let me know if you need to go. Okay. I'll, 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 I appreciate the I, hookup. Yeah. Um, I, I know people. <laughs> that's good. All right. So uh, coming in here, maybe one last question. So what do you, uh, you've, you mentioned you've been around in different industries, different mm -hmm. businesses. Uh, you've had to take this company out of, uh, out of the pandemic. You're trying to build a culture. Has there been a piece of business advice, something that someone gave to you at some point that has stuck with you that has been particularly important to you? Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think it was something that I learned when I was younger as a, as a child that has followed through with every aspect of my life and business. And that's just keep pushing. And so you just got to keep pushing, moving forward. Don't get sedentary. You know, I've got a little uh, toy shark that I have sitting on my desk. Okay. Because if you think about certain sharks, you think about a great white, a mako, a hammerhead shark, they have to keep moving or they'll die. So when they sleep, they're moving because they've got, because if, if water's not rushing through their mouth, through the gills, they're not getting that oxygen out of the water, they'll suffocate and die. So that shark reminds me, you got to keep moving. So you just don't sit, don't do nothing. You got to be doing something. You got to move. Well, there's something about uh, a tremendous part of, I think, success in business or in a company can be from just being relentless and and continuing to fight even when things don't seem to be going your way you don't ex you're not exactly sure how things are going to work out but sometimes you just you put one foot in front of the other and you yep. just wake up and it's the thing you do the next day yeah you got to keep moving i mean COVID hit and we didn't know what was going to happen we didn't know how long it was going to last but we couldn't stop and as business leaders we we just couldn't stop we had to keep going and we didn't know 
you know, we had, we had families to worry about, our lives to worry about, you know, our health to worry about, everything. But we also had our business to worry about, and we, we couldn't stop. We just had to keep moving forward. Some people did, and, that, and, and they're not having necessarily the success. And those of us who said, no, we just got to keep pushing ahead. And like you said, one foot in front of the other. Yeah. You learn from getting beat down. You learn from getting knocked down. If you if you're willing to keep moving forward, yeah, I remember when uh, you know when when I ended up taking over as CEO of Ashford Trust, it was in basically April of 2020, and I remember uh, when the board called me and asked me if I'd consider it. You know, I called my father, who I'm very close to, who lives here in Dallas, and he uh, I told him about the situation and that the board was asking me to consider taking over the role, and I was listening to him all of the terrible things that were happening, and his response to me when I said, "Do you think I should take this?" His answer to me was you don't know how envious I am of you. Mm -hmm. And I said, dad, you're not listening to me. This is, everything is on fire. We have no customers. All of our loans are in default. I mean, it's it's carnage out there. And he said, well, that's how you learn. Right. Like You're about to learn something you can't learn from a book. The only way you learn it is by going through it. Yeah. And and so you have to embrace it as such. And, uh, and, and in some sense, be grateful for going through hell and back because it's the way that you get, um, that's how you learn how to, you know, fight on the battlefield. Is yeah, and, and you don't know what's going to come around again. You know, I think using what you're saying right there, I lean back on my experience during Katrina. So I was a regional vice president for an AV company, and I had New Orleans as my territory. Mm. Katrina hit, business stopped. Hotel business, restaurant business, all business stopped, and it just went down to nothing. So what did I do, and how, how did I pare ourselves down? What did I do to keep a foundation and how did I rebuild that city? And what did I do with the people and their families and how did I treat them? So when COVID hit, same similar thing. The only experience, none of us had any experience, so we didn't necessarily have much to pull from to say, this is what I think we should do. I had that. So I started to think back as what did I do? How did I do it? Can we replicate that here? And I think that really was a good foundation for us. But yeah, you, you gotta get knocked down if you're going to learn and if you're going to be able to you know persevere when bad things happen and they will yeah absolutely well yeah. chuck i uh thanks for coming yeah it's thank been you great yeah enjoyed and it's, it. it's been uh it's been good to learn more a little bit more about you and now i'll have to figure out you know from a uh, swimming side you know how we can uh, maybe have some sort of competition want, of okay. inspire versus ashford in a swimming relay uh okay all right we, but i get to pick the other people on your team yeah well good thing you didn't say golf that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we could do that. Maybe it's a combo. No, that would, versus... I, I think your golf game is better than my okay. swimming game. So, um, yeah. <laughs> well, good. Yep. Thanks for coming. Well, thanks, everybody. This has uh, been the second episode of Hotels 101. Thank you for joining us. And uh, hopefully we'll be around here next month for uh, the next episode. So thank you very much. Yep. Thanks, Chuck. Yep. Thanks.